Good morning. I read something a long time ago. Um, man on an aeroplane. He was there. He was, he was giving out tracts to people, uh, and he gave a tract to the stewardess. <clears throat> and the stewardess said, "This is uh, the second or the third time I've had this tract. I, I think God must be telling me something." The next aeroplane she was on was uh, the 9/11 aeroplane that went into the Trade Centre towers. I've got the same message for you today, okay, the Passover. I, I figure God wants you to give it twice. Um, for some reason, I, I don't know why, but God obviously wants you to hear it twice. I had no idea uh, this would be the children's talk. Are you safe? Are you safe this morning? This world is a dangerous place, isn't it? It is a dangerous place. Aeroplanes fall out of the sky. Trains have inadvertently put on the same track and crash headlong into each other. Fog descends on the motorway around about this time of year, uh, and we, we get multiple pileups of cars with, with people dying. We have floods and fires and earthquakes and volcanoes, uh, and we have disease. Uh, I saw a picture in a prayer letter, you know, the Japanese, uh, they, wear, they, they wear those little white masks around when they're outside, don't they? I saw a picture uh, of a, a prayer meeting, and in the front row of the prayer meeting, there's a man sat with a little white mask on. Not even safe in a prayer meeting. Where can you be safe if you're not safe in a prayer meeting? We're not even safe in hospital anymore, are we? Because we have these, these superbugs that are around uh, and that uh, seem to be resistant to all our medicines lurking in our hospital wards. Uh, waiting to attack and suspecting victims. Now, I am sure uh, that you are sensible people here, and I'm sure you try to make yourself as safe as possible. And, and I am sure that you take out insurances against all sorts of things. Uh, I am sure you have house insurance and contents insurance and buildings insurance and car insurance and travel insurance uh, and so on. Uh, and it, it is sensible to keep yourself as safe as possible, isn't it? It's not sensible to be unsafe. How can you be safe from God's wrath today? Because the passage that we've got up there on, on that wall, that's frightening. That is a frightening passage. We think of God, we think God is a God of love. There we are. This is God. This is God. He wipes out all the firstborn of Egypt. And he could have wiped out everyone in Egypt easily. God gives very simple instructions for the people to be safe, okay? They are incredibly simple. We read verses 21 and 22 that we got on the board up there. Uh, then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty simple. Does it seem a bit too simple to you? Because you kill the lamb, a one-year-old lamb without blemish, uh, and you dip some hyssop in, and then you, you, you just hit the door. You don't even have to paint it properly. You just, you just dab it on. And that's it. And then you go inside. Now, if I'm in Egypt at this time, uh, and I've been listening to Moses, I'd be thinking, is that going to be enough? No, just a little bit of blood on the door. Shouldn't I board my doors up? You know, that'd be safer, wouldn't it? Because if anyone comes along, my door is open. 
a little bit of blood on the top and on the side, surely that's not going to stop anyone coming in at all, is it? God tells us today, a little bit of blood will still keep us safe from God's wrath. Okay, it will still keep us safe from God's wrath. But we don't need to paint our doorposts with blood today. We, we don't need to kill a one-year-old lamb today because the lamb has already died. Jesus Christ, the lamb of God, has already died. His blood has already been spilt. We read that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And Christ's blood, the blood that he shed on that cross, is sufficient for all the sins of everyone who calls on him from the time of Adam right at the beginning of the world to the time of the very last person who calls on Christ to have their sins forgiven. His blood is sufficient for every single one, for everyone in this room and far beyond. His blood is sufficient for everyone who calls on him. We read Romans 10 verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, does that sound a bit too easy for you? Does it sound as if you need to do something harder to, to earn your salvation? Could a bit of spilled blood, blood that was spilled 2,000 years ago, really stop God's wrath from being poured out on you and from being poured out on me? God said to you in this passage, in Exodus 12, paint the, the top, well, paint, dab, blood on the top of the door and on the sides of the door uh, and you will be saved from God's wrath. God says trust in Jesus, ask him to forgive your sin and you will be safe from God's wrath. Why does God make it so simple? Because it is simple isn't it? Why does he make it so simple? He makes it simple because there is nothing whatsoever you or me can do to save ourselves from God's wrath. There is nothing hard that I can do there is nothing simple that I can do to save myself from God's wrath. There was nothing the Israelites could do in that passage up there to save themselves from the destroyer coming into their house except to trust in God and to obey what he said to do. That was the only thing they could do to make sure that they were saved from God's wrath. We read Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. We have sinned, haven't we? All of us here have sinned, every single one of us. Are we to die with no hopes of making amends? You know, God knows our predicament. We just sang about mercy and about grace. God knows our predicament. God has put a plan in place where we can be forgiven for our sin, where Jesus will take the punishment for it instead. Have you run to Jesus to ask him to forgive you? Are you safe from God's wrath? Are you safe this morning? The second part of that verse of Romans 6. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. The free gift. It's free, it's free because we can't earn it. It's free because we can't buy it. It's free because God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross in our place. It is free because... Jesus paid the full price himself so that we don't have to pay it. It is free because Jesus took all of God's wrath that would have been poured out on me and all of God's wrath that would have been poured out on you if you have gone to him and asked him to forgive you for your sin. It was not free to God. It wasn't free to Jesus. But it is free to us. 
the killing of the firstborn was not a secret threat to Pharaoh. Okay, I don't want you to think that. This is not something that Moses went and whispered in Pharaoh's ear. He said, unless you let the people go, God will kill your firstborn. And nobody else in Egypt knew about it. This is not that. People in Egypt knew what was happening. We read Exodus 11 verse 2. Speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor, that's an important word, and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. Now, your neighbor is somebody that you live close to, isn't it? It's not somebody who lives in Cardiff somewhere, is it? It's, it's someone who lives next door to you or down the street from you. That's your neighbor. The Israelites lived amongst the Egyptians. Okay, they lived amongst them. They'd be interspersed. They lived amongst them. The Egyptians would have seen and would have known what was going on. The Egyptians would have known what Moses had said. Moses, we read, was a great man in the eyes of the Egyptians and in many people in, Moses, in Pharaoh's court. Many people would have wanted to listen to him. Many people would have wanted to know what he had to say. And let's face it, if somebody outside your house was painting their doorpost in blood, you'd want to know why they were doing it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would ask. Curiosity would get the better of you. And you would ask. God tells us of the end of the age. It can't come as a surprise to any of us here. He tells us of the end of the age. It is written here in his word. It has been written here for thousands of years. 2,000 years of notice is a lot of notice, isn't it, about what is going to happen. You cannot say that you are taken by surprise at what will happen. This is Jesus speaking, Matthew 25, verses 31 to 34. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I want to jump a few verses. Matthew 25, verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Who are the sheep? Those who have had their sins forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. Who are the goats? Those who have not had their sins forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not told in secret. This is told many years ago. It is written in our Bibles. It has been preached in sermons for thousands of years. It has been preached here for many years. Many, many years. You cannot say that you do not know what will happen. Are you safe? Are your sins forgiven? Have you gone to Jesus and asked him to forgive you? God does not just save you with the shirt on your back. We've seen pictures of refugees coming out of Syria and from North Africa, uh, and, and all they have is what they're wearing, uh, and they have nothing else whatsoever. Yeah, and they're in a terrible state. God's blessings are abundant, absolutely abundant. The Israelites, they are slaves in Egypt. They are the lowest of the low. Going back to Exodus chapter 11, uh, Moses says, 
Sorry, God says, speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. Tomorrow morning, try this, go out, town hill, up our state when the people are taking children to school, go and ask for silver and gold jewelry. Okay, go out because people in town hill are generous. Okay, be picky over it. No cheap stuff, okay? You just want the very best, all right? The very best silver and gold jewelry. If I said I didn't think you would get much, I would be pretty close to the mark, wouldn't I? You're not going to collect an awful lot. And yet this is what Moses told the Israelites to do. Go and ask for silver and gold jewelry and for fine clothes. And when they left Egypt, they left with the treasures of Egypt. The Egyptians gave them so much. When God takes you to heaven, if your sins have been forgiven, it will not just be with the shirt on your back. Okay, you wouldn't get there with just the shirt on your back and nothing else. When God takes you to heaven, there is a, a, a place allocated for you. The authorized version reads, uh, Jesus speaking to his disciples, in my house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. There is a new body waiting for you on a new earth. Your body made new, made perfect. No more sickness, no more old age, no more mourning, no more death, no more glasses, no more false teeth, yeah. no more false joints. Everything will be perfect including us, we will be perfect. It will be so much more than we deserve. So much more than we deserve. Are you safe? The Egyptians thought they were safe. They had slaves, they lived a life of luxury, they were important in their own eyes, but they opposed God and he poured out his wrath on them. You can be safe today by embracing what God says rather than by opposing him and ignoring him. You can be safe by obeying his instructions. You can be safe by going to Jesus and asking him to forgive your sin. One last thing. You ask him to forgive your sin, you have to stay in the house until morning. Okay, you have to stay there until morning. You can't go out. You can't leave. You stay, you obey, you live for him. We don't deserve God's mercy, do we? We don't deserve his mercy, we don't deserve his grace. But God will give us far more than we ever deserve. I trust that you will be safe in him today. Amen. Our last hymn of praise to God this morning.